Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Cheats Movement on WRIR. It is Tuesday, March 5th. It is that time of year. It is that time of day. Gigi Broadway's in the building. <laughs> Gigi, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Another week down. Black History Month is over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have a lot of thoughts about how Black History Month went down. But one of the things that I'm extremely happy about is just the gratitude of our listeners and their ability to rock with us and comment and give us emails and Facebook feedback and yep. text messages and DMs uh, about Black History Month and how, <laughs> how you know, we had to all kind of, you know, I felt like this Black, 20, Black History Month 2019 was really about overcoming the struggle. Basically. There was a lot of struggle. And I complain about it being the shortest month to give Black History, but that was a long month. It felt very long. <laughs> like Why did Black History Month feel, that, that was the longest 28 days I could ever put. Ever. Uh, I do feel like, for whatever it's worth, March is also joining, it's starting to be a bag of trash, so. Already. We'll see how it goes. <sighs> it's a roller coaster. What's, what's, what's new in the world of GG Broadway? What, what's, what's been happening? I just came from, I'm still recovering from a crazy weekend. Um, URL, Smack came down, shut it down at the top. Um, at the workshop on Friday, I mean, it was literally one of the best URL events. So I know that you're a battle rap aficionado. Okay. The, the people, the listeners may not fully understand the significance of Smack URL battle rap it's a battle rap league you are ingrained in the culture you've been my battle rap one of my battle rap go-tos for a long time but you said over the weekend last weekend they came had a like a whole three days here in richmond uh you were were really prominent in it tell us a little bit about you know why is that a big deal and I don't think people who really are not in the battle rap culture can really see how big of a deal it is, but URL Smack is the upper echelon. It is the epitome of battle right, rap. Right, it's the, it's the NBA. It's so, the NBA, so for, the NFL of battle rap. So, again, for those that, were, I feel like we got to give a tutorial. For those that are unfamiliar, I mean, there's a whole culture of hip-hop in which the battle still remains very prominent. It's different than what they used to do in the 80s and the 90s, but... It really is, uh, you know, acapella, three-minute rounds, and they're real, you know, it's real disrespectful. Very disrespectful, <laughs> gritty. I mean, but it is, it is one of the kind of thriving subcultures in in hip hop, and and Smack URL is indeed the NBA. It is in the NFL. It is the major leagues. If you're talking about leagues. So if there's a bunch of farm divisions, if you're looking at it like baseball, there's a bunch of farm divisions, double A, triple A, and so forth. Smack URL is Major League Baseball. It's the Yankees and the Red Sox. That's it. Perfect way to describe it. Shout out to Cassidy, too, who just recently announced his official we, return to URL. Are, are we shouting out Cassidy? Was he in Richmond? No, but he's returning Whatever. to URL. You don't understand how big that is. Come I on. understand. I understand. It's but Cassidy. I will tell you this. Uh... The, the scenes that I saw in regards to the city were were things that we hadn't seen in a long, long time, if ever. It really was like, it, it was, in a sense, it was like a throwback the clock. Everybody's outside. Yep. Uh, it was just a, a lovely scene. I, I can't 
you know where I'm about to go with this. I can't even talk about this without shouting out my brother Radio B, who had an amazing battle with uh, Spanish Harlem. Uh, Radio B did an amazing job. He obviously carries a lot of the flag in the Central Virginia Richmond area with with Southpaw, and there's a bunch of other leagues. But I saw a bunch of friends out there early. I wasn't there all weekend. I was there for for his battle, and uh, it was it was an amazing experience. It was fun to see that level of battle rap like just the scene like to see how they they handle there was a little bit of differences from the stuff that i'm used to a little bit more in the richmond scene just a different level of um just a different level of how they operate their business but it it was it was good to see and i'm proud of richmond because you know you got to understand these guys go to florida you know they're in miami they're in california they're in new york they're all over the united states but they really said that richmond brought it well, the that's good. And that means they'll probably come back. Oh, they're, they're already coming back. Can't say when. Okay. But I just got the word that they're returning pretty soon. So we showed Excellent. out. Excellent. So Gigi Broadway had a heavy, heavy weekend in that sense. I'm still tired. Uh, that, and that was actually two weekends ago, right? And then, no, that was last weekend. No, week. that was last weekend? Yep. Oh, man, that's crazy. The, the time does fly by. I uh, I was joking today because, obviously, a little, a little Kia moment in the sense of uh, my little one. And so we did a bunch of stuff over the weekend. He had uh, a mommy mommy night date on Friday. He had what he calls dude's day with daddy on Saturday, uh, early part of Saturday. Then we had another event. We went to church over Sunday, and it was his first time um, going to the church that we go to. And so he got to go to the children's church and, and the nursery for the first time. And I laugh. I tell you all this in preference because he goes to school this morning. I drop him off at school, and the teacher's like, hey, Kim, how was your weekend? He's like, good. And the teacher's like, what'd you do this weekend? And he could have named a whole bunch of things. He looks at the teacher and goes, nothing. Just goes <laughs> oh back to work. So we did a lot. However, Cam would have said we did not do anything. We he's did used nothing. To it. Cam's the and busiest little guy I know. He was like, what'd you do this weekend? Nothing. And I'm like, Cameron, he went to the science museum. They had a new Curious George exhibit, which, which was trash. Was it? Complete trash. They gotta do better than that. But the I'll tell you what's popping at the science museum is the animals. They have this like bee thing. They have a bee lab where they like show like you can see like the beehive and it's all enclosed, but you can see the beehive and you can see like they, they mark the queen bee with like this di- red dye on her back so you can see where the, the queen bee is. You can see where the beehive is and they're wow. like making honey and doing all that stuff. The bees were dope. You can see all that. Yeah, it's like it's a real transparent thing. But the the science museum is a dope place. There's a lot of cool stuff to see. Yeah. We went for Curious George. Curious George wound up being the least of our favorite things to see. But it was a bunch of they had rat basketball. What? Yeah, the science museum. <laughs> rat basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, do not sleep on the science museum. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. We got we got to jump into the show. Gigi Broadway. It is Women's History Month now. That Black History Month is over. Hopefully, it'll be a better month for the women. Hopefully. Right? I pray. So, in honor of what we did for Black History Month, we had Black History Month heroes. For those of you who are not uh, familiar or listening for the first time last month, go back and check out our Black History Month heroes. We're excited to introduce a brand new segment this month. And women history heroes. These are women heroes that you may not be familiar with. You may be familiar with. I think this particular month, uh, this particular episode, you're going to be familiar. Hope I hope that you're familiar with the heroes that we name. But I am uh, excited about Women History Month. So, Gigi Broadway. Yes. Who is your 
women history hero? Well, I came out the gate with a woman that I respect for her bravery, her tenacity, her mind. Miss Angela Davis, political shout out activist. Angela Davis. Definitely shout out, academic author, counterculture activist. In the 60s, she worked with not only the Communist Party, but she was involved in the Black Panther Party. She didn't let Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan hold her down. <laughs> she didn't let a couple felonies hold her down. She stood her ground. You know, she she's just awesome, man. She's a pioneer. I, I really respect her, and I think she definitely should be recognized during Women's Month. So, Angela Davis did come to Richmond uh, a couple years back now. She was at the VMFA. I believe it was a part of the Africana Film Festival. They showed her documentary, and um, they also had a one-on-one sit-down interview with Angela Davis. It was obviously the first time I'd ever seen her in person. Uh, an amazing academic, extremely smart person. Uh, Genius. Just, just the, the I, can't, I don't know what the title of the movie is, mm-hmm. but there is a documentary that chronicles Angela Davis's case and kind of her life and it's a very uh amazing amazing film to see um so yeah you know because angela davis was on the run yeah (laughs) literally i mean i'm just gonna tell it like it is angela davis as opposed to like going to trial right she was on she was on the run there was a lot of craziness in that documentary like i'm glad she came she came out persevered came out on top and is obviously well respected today even though just like the last month, there was controversy about people kind of barring Angela Davis to speak at certain college campuses exactly. and things of that nature. But yeah, man, it, it, that that film, I, can't, I will try to figure out the name of that film, but you got to go check it out. And I remember going to my grandma. <laughs> yeah, shout out my grandma. My grandma is amazing. Amazing woman. She's still living. She's doing great. But I remember going to my grandma and be like, grandma seen this angela davis film back you know back in the day angela davis was on the run she was wearing wigs and all that <laughs> my grandma my grandma was like yeah i'm glad she's doing real well she's guilty as hell <laughs> just in case you didn't know. just in case you didn't and here's the thing no it, it wasn't it wasn't actually proven that way like angela davis still has a, a like she still maintains her defense and in, right. in, in, in the in the whole kind of scenario but it was really funny just to hear my grandmother's instant react because you, sometimes in context, sometimes things happen, and because now we can kind of see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. we're like, "Oh, this makes sense." Back at the time, you really just saw like a narrow version of the news, right? Right. So my grandma was just like, "Yo, why she running?" <laughs> like she didn't fully understand the whole concept of what they were doing out in California with the police and all kinds of craziness, yeah. and she she was just like. Mm-hmm. Kind of cut and dry. Yeah, shout out Angela Davis. It was she is a, a legend, a living legend, uh, and just an amazing academic. And uh, you know, just always like you said, that's a good one. That's a good one, Gigi Broadway. She's one of my heroes, man. I'm gonna go a little bit more contemporary, if you will. Okay. Uh, when I think of just groundbreaking women, uh, especially in, in the field of athletics. Uh, and when you're talking about women in the greatest of all time, uh, there's a woman that we should honor and should still like, even though she gets a lot of praise, she should get more because she's literally the greatest tennis player of all time. Serena Jamika Williams is my choice for uh, Women History Month. She has been eight times number one in the country. She has the most Grand Slam titles uh, in singles, doubles, mixed doubles combined. She has 23 single 
titles in the uh, the most in the open era, which is the Grand Slam era that we have. She's second all the time. She has four Olympic gold medals. She is the greatest women's tennis player of all time. Probably the greatest tennis player of all time, if you put it in context. Uh, not only that, here's the thing about Serena Williams. Style, like, Gigi Broadway's giving me faces. <laughs> she might not agree with me on this, but let me tell you this as well. Uh, with that much, so being, I always have a lot of respect for people in the way that they handle themselves, in the way that they, especially ones that have grown up in the spotlight. And obviously she had a big sister in Venus that paved the way for her in regards to uh, being in the spotlight before her. But I mean, she never let, just very impressive to me because there were times, like now we look at the Nike ads and we look at the titles and we look at the awards and we don't remember there were times where she was literally crying on the court because of racism and people booing her in different parts of the country and in this country there are tennis tournaments that today that she still doesn't like playing in because of the way that she was treated growing up being a girl from Compton with braids in her hair and those types of things she is not it is different now because you look at Serena as like you know you know, ultra fine symbol of, of of you know all of that stuff, but but it was not always that way, and she came through a whole lot to be the just one of the greats. So that Gigi, you're frowning. I'm I don't know why great. you're hating on Ser- uh, Serena. She's great, but Serena is my pick for women history. Great pick, cheats. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this. <laughs> just letting you know, I don't know how you feel about this. She has wonderful athleticism. Hmm. Hmm. We're going to move on because I don't want to get the show canceled because you say something crazy about Serena. Bite my tongue. Mm. Well, we're going to move on. In honor of Women's History Month, we're going to start the show as we always do. Actually, we're not. So we're not going to start the show. So, again, for <laughs> for the duration of this show, we've always started the show with Dipset. Last month, we switched it for Black History Month. Public Enemy seemed very appropriate. What do you get? What do you think, Gigi Broadway? What, what should we start the show with for Women's History Month? We have to do some type of women's collaborative like song, Ladies' Night. Uh, Shout out to Missy Elliott. We'll go with Ladies' Night. Missy Elliott's in it. Adrian Martinez is in it. Is that who else is in Ladies' Night? We'll find it, and we're gonna start the show lit. right now. It's the Chiefs Women on WRIR Women's History Month. It's Ladies' Night. Let's go. Bang this in your whips Pack and coat a roadie with the chips in the wrist Here's a French kiss I dismiss all you chicks Spit six from the fourth fifth Make it dance Ow! I stay focused And the dope is Like a penny with the hole in it Y'all just hope Ladies and gentlemen You are listening to The Cheats Movement on WRIR It is Tuesday, March 5th This show is brought to you as always by Work and Friends, one of the best co-working spots in all of Richmond. Make sure you check that out. Gigi, have you been to the new Work and Friends? I have not been to the new Work and Friends yet, but I'm going to make my way there. It's really dope. It's right beside the camel. It's not too far from the old. I've been there. I just haven't been since they rearranged. It's amazing. You got to check them out. Uh, We we always thank them for their uh, support of this show. And Gigi, as, as we always say, we can always use new sponsors. Can, anybody that's interested in sponsoring the show, hit us up. Let you know what know. I mean? Follow us. Let us know what you think of the show. But we always need new sponsors. I mean, if I do say so myself, I think we got one of the better shows. You know. <laughs> one of the best shows. One of the best shows in the round. 
you know? Good. Pretty good, I If heard. no one else does it, you know. we might as well do it for ourselves. <laughs> and speaking of that, one of the best segments of our show is always the classic, ever-present, we see it or we don't see it. Gigi Broadway, are you ready? Always. Topic number one. Last week, <laughs> major news in the world of politics when President Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, finally appeared before, uh, I want to say it's the House Oversight Committee, chaired by Elijah Cummings. Now, that is not what we're going to talk about per se, because that hearing in itself is a hot mess and people have talked about it to death. However, one of the more poignant parts of this hearing, Congressman Meadows... So Michael Cohen starts, you know, knife throwing. Comes out throwing, just spilling it, throwing a ton of daggers, right? Just throwing Trump left and right, just giving it to him. Racist, con man, everything. (laughs) Congressman Meadows, to prove that President Trump was not a racist, decides to pull up. I want to say it was like an employee (laughs) slash friend. It It was a black woman. It was a black woman. He pulls her up on the diocese and was like, yo, President Trump's not racist because this is her. This is his friend. This black woman here, exhibit A. <laughs> so then the congressman out of Michigan, out of Detroit, I believe her name is Telly, was like, you can be racist and have like people of color friends or black friends. Mm-hmm. And just by you saying that is actually racist in itself, which Meadows lost it. It was like. My nephews and nieces are people of color. He was about to like. He was like, come, like he was like Elijah Cummings is one of my best friends. Like he lost his mind, right? Nice. So this whole thing happened. I mean, it sounds like a Saturday Night Live spoof because it is. Like if you go to Saturday Night Live Saturday, it's on there. It's a. It's it is quite a, funny. It is. It is a real thing. This is the question I have for you, Gigi Bravo, because. A lot of folks literally do say, in defense of racist behavior, is that I can't be racist because my best friend is a person of color, or my friend is a person of color. So this is the question that I have for you, and the question that I have for all all of those that are listening. Can you be racist and have people of color that are close friends to you? Well, you know I like to play devil's advocate. That's why you're on the show. So... I feel like I, I see where they're coming when they say that. You know what I mean? Like, but on the other hand, yes, I believe you can be a covert racist a tad bit and still have black friends. I think you can. So here's the thing. I don't even think it has to be covert. I uh. think you can be over. I think you can be racist and still have, George Wallace, the a huge historic. If you look throughout history, the governor, former governor of Alabama, George Wallace, big one of the bigger races you can find, <laughs> biggest white supremacy you can find throughout history, and he was like literally on his dead on his deathbed was like, "This is my best friend," and it was a black dude. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "Yo, the world is a trippy place, man," and it's like it's one of those things where it's like. I, you know, I can have these views. I can uphold, you know, dominant culture, supremacy, white supremacy, but it like it doesn't count for this person, right? And this person is going to be, you know, my guy. 
I think it can happen. You don't think it can happen? It can definitely happen. I mean, how often does it happen? And it's like, I mean, yeah, no, it, it can definitely happen. But how, I mean, how often do you see an openly racist person enjoying the <laughs> companionship of a, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just. And it's, I think it's also, I think you have real, de- I think as I get older and probably as you get older, the definition of friend changes. Oh, wow, does it? Right, so so a lot of people that you may say growing up are your friend, you may realize like you've never been in their house for dinner. Yep. You know what I mean? You've never seen their family. You don't know how they grew. Like so, you're like, oh, that's my guy, that's my friend. But it's like, are they really your friend? How close are they to you? And who do you allow to really be in your circle that way? Like. That I don't know who that nice the, the young lady was that Congressman Meadows. Let's just be frank. Congressman Meadows exploited that woman. Oh, of course. But like I don't know how many times she's had one-on-one dinner with Trump. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how many. I would love to know. I, I just don't know how that. But I do think it's kind of like what we're t- we're talking about this at a, at, a, at a kind of a bigger level. But it's like everybody can hate Congress and love their Congressperson. Right, they can be like, "Yo, my congressperson's dope. Congress sucks," and I feel like in many ways they could be like, "Yo, Gigi's cool," but then still hold a whole bunch of views that, if you kind of knew those views, you'd be like, "Word, right?" Like, do you think that way about me? And they'll be like, "Oh no, no, not you." Exactly. And but other people, like Gigi's not black. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is that the best way to say it? When you're like. You're racist, or you have racist thoughts or racist behaviors, but you see, like, oh, well, Michael Jordan, he doesn't count. He's Michael Jordan. Right. You know, I'm not black, I'm OJ. <laughs> That's a good example. So, I don't know. What do you make of the whole, you know, Trump's personal lawyer who's actually lied before coming to Congress and having a whole three day spectacle on Capitol Hill? Uh, it was very entertaining. I mean, and that's all that I really got. Because he's such a liar. Like, you know, the credibility is completely gone. So I don't know what to believe. You're just throwing daggers. You're spilling hot tea everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like. Super hot, though. Scorching. (laughs) Super hot, though. Scorching. (laughs) You know, I don't know. I I, I don't know because I, I don't know. My thought about the whole thing is like. You know, kind of, we make fun of it, we make light of it. They're talking about some very serious things, right? They're talking about some very serious, like, cri- they're talking about real crimes, right? Yeah. And it's like, man, is it like, we, we've reduced it to Saturday Night Live. Like, we've reduced it to, like, reality TV entertainment, but it's literally real life. Yo, shout out to Showtime because they have that show, The Circus, and it is the most appropriate title for any reality show I've ever seen. And it follows all of the kind of things in politics in the Trump White House and it's called The Circus. It's an amazingly well done show, but the title is completely on board. I read an article the other day that 30 most powerful countries in the world and I was scared to scroll down to number one because I was scared that we might have lost that spot. We oh, didn't. Where are we? What We're number still are we? number one. Oh, wow. But I was scared. Like, I was like, in a couple years, can we still like kind of claim this after all this this big circus going on? Well, I don't know. We'll have to see how this goes. Let's switch. <laughs> Let's switch from one Michael to another. I know you don't want to do this, Gigi Broadway. This I know nasty. you won't want to do this. This is nasty. However, 
we can't avoid the elephant in the room. And that is right. So today, this morning, HBO just finished running their two-part, I believe it was four-hour documentary on the late, you know, the late king of pop, Michael Jackson, in which he is accused of molestation of, of young boys. And I got to tell you, if you watch the doc, the doc is very damning, right? Like, it's it's not... It's not a good doc. Now, here's the, the interesting part about this, and I, and, I, and this is where I, I need to get some feedback from you because I feel like we just went through a lot of this with the R. Kelly documentary. However, there's a lot of folks that are that were very vocal, hard on R. Kelly, like mute him, cancel him, get him out of here, which I agree with, that are completely different tune with the Michael Jackson documentary, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot more of defense of Michael Jackson and I'm trying to understand I'm trying to rectify I'm trying to understand you know obviously legacy I'm trying to understand the accusations I'm trying to understand where we are in the society about you know who we believe your thoughts on the whole Michael Jackson legacy well do I'm- you see it or do you not see it I don't see it. I I vehemently do not see the disgusting documentary that they've conjured up to make money <laughs> off of the defamation of this Here we go. man's legacy. I don't see it. How could you even, how could you be a part of the viewing audience to something so filthy? I feel like you got to see it. That's the thing. My, my wife won't watch it. She said, I'm not going to watch it. And I don't I think love she. her for that. No, no. I don't think she watched. She's not watching it for the same reasons you don't watch it. She doesn't watch it because she just thinks the whole thing is just it's nasty. troubling. Like, like you know, obviously, when you're talking about sexual assault, you're talking about minors, you're talking about big stars. She's just completely like her whole thing is like I can't just watch, I can't watch this. Even if I believe it, I I don't want to watch it. If I don't believe it, I'm not gonna watch. So you're on the I don't believe this happened right. train. I'm not gonna watch it because I'm not gonna give these people shots. That's exactly where I'm at. I watched it. I. I <laughs> You were probably all tuned in too, weren't you? I, 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 now I'm gonna. Wa- I don't understand the whole. I'm not gonna watch it. Part. Like, I should. I, mean, I feel like. Yeah, I'm not gonna get this life. I feel like you should anything. watch it. Or I, I felt like it. I, I I wasn't as connected. Maybe maybe I'm not as close to to Mike as some people. Because I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch R. Kelly and I'm gonna watch this one. There are different. There are differences. Uh, and here's the, I understand that I do understand the struggle in regards to people and they and especially when they put people on a pedestal or they you know they really feel connected to someone's music and that stuff and here's the thing again I, I hate to keep comparing it to R. Kelly because it's a different it's a completely different scenario but that's why it was so hard to quote unquote mute R. Kelly right most people I would say most people kind of wanted to shield the disturbing behavior mm-hmm. right and they wanted to listen to the James right on a scale I can see what someone even is like is a Mike is Mike level shielding strange behavior and want to listen to the James I can see it I can see now and again the credibility of the witnesses and a lot of that stuff has been called into question. Mike did go to like trial, I believe, of and was acquitted on all charges. 
And and so there's a lot of conspiracy theory, right? Like Mike broke Elvis's records. He broke the Beatles records. Like now they're trying to take down this man's legacy. Mike did do some weird stuff. Come on now. Yo, Mike did some weird stuff, man. You don't believe Mike did some weird stuff? I don't believe he did anything. No, like I'm not even talking about like, all right, take the allegations out of it. Okay. Yo, Mike did some weird stuff outside of that. Like what? I mean, every- Yo, what grown man you know want to hang out with kids that much? Somebody who didn't have a childhood. <laughs> Someone who didn't have a childhood and get to do those things when he was a kid. Yo. Come I, on now. My- I'm just saying, there's a lot of like, yo, and I, I mean, there's again, there's a lot of like, what were the parents doing like this? But Mike was like, it's documented that Mike spent a lot of time around a whole bunch of kids all the time separated kids and him from parents in that whole same house like that stuff whether he was not doing anything of the allegations Mike would have like four hour conversations with nine year olds on the phone like yo yo, yo it, it's, there's I'm some stuff kids <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, uh, and not to mention like yo I mean do, do we really like do we really believe the re- reverse Villalago stuff? Like, <laughs> like I'm just saying, like, Mike Mike had l- a legitimate physical changes to his body and all kinds of stuff. Mike was, Mike was on some weird stuff, whether it was these allegations or not. I don't think, like you were saying about anyone's childhood, I don't think that Mike was a fully, like, mentally developed adult. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a, you know what I mean? But from what I have seen and learned of everyone, right? Everyone's at commentary was like, oh, Mike was just like, he's just like a big kid. Right. But not like a big kid and like, no, like, no, Mike's like a big 11 year old. Yeah. I mean, psychologically, one could not really expect anything else. But, I mean, come on now. The FBI followed this dude around for years. All charges have been acquitted. Right. I mean, it's so there like, is that. There is like, yo, if my, if they were gonna get Mike, they would have gotten. They would have gotten him, and that's pretty much point blank period. Just like they wanted to get all those uh, royalties and everything, they got him. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, but here's the thing: we do have a difference of opinion in regards to to watch the documentary, to not watch the documentary. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. You will you will you ever watch it? Will you ever come around to it? No, I, I I can't do it. I can't give it energy, man. You know what I mean? It's just it's just nasty. I can't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, you let me know if you're gonna watch it. Let me know what your thoughts on or like with Gigi Broadway's conspiracy theory. Here's the thing, too, ladies and gentlemen. Gigi Broadway does like a good conspiracy theory, one way or the other. It's just kind of her thing. So I mean, you know, some things just make sense. The truth is out there. Just let you weigh into us. You 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 let us know what you think about the whole. Uh, Mike Jackson situation. Let us know what you think about also the Michael Cohen situation in regards and, and the can people of influence, people of privilege kind of hold these biases and still have friends that are people of color real or friends. people, yeah, yeah, real friends. Let us know. Uh, coming up as we move forward, we're going to come back. We got a second half of We See It, We Don't See It. It's Cheats and Gigi Broadway for the rest of the day, but. Coming up, I do want to bring in a special guest, our good friend Amy Wentz from Richmond's Black Restaurant Experience 19. Mm. Yes. Did I say that right? You got it. And she's going to tell us all about what's happening this week. Uh, so excited about 
this project. It's in its third year now and it's doing just amazing things in Richmond and beyond. So we're so excited about that. Uh, so we'll be right back after this with Amy Wentz. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Cheats Movement on WRIR. I am very excited. I have one of my good friends on the line. She is super busy right now because she is right in the beginning stages of Richmond Black Restaurant Experience 2019. The hashtag is hashtag RBRE19. And I am joined by my good friend Amy Wentz. Amy, how are you doing today? Hello, Mark Cheatham. I'm doing well. It is so. This is your first time on the program, I believe. It's the is. first time you're on the Cheats Movement, and now, but but we we go back in the sense that we've known each other and what we've been doing for a little while now. So That's I'm correct. excited to have you on the show. I'm pumped for everything that you're doing. Tell me a little bit about this year, the 2019 Richmond Black Restaurant Experience. Tell us what what's happening, what can we expect, and tell us a little bit about what's different this year than years past. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. This is amazing. I listen to it faithfully, so just to be a part <laughs> of it is a great thing. This is the prof- um, this is the professional part of the show, too. Gigi Broadway is here, and me and Gigi hey, are going to get into some craziness in a little bit later. So she's just walked in. Say what up, Amy. What up? What's going on, Gigi? <laughs> She's she's yelling from the other side of the room. Okay. Excellent. Well, I'm sitting. I'm look. I'm sitting outside of two of our participants right now, Boogaloo's and Nomad Deli. So Fantastic. after this after this show, I'm gonna be getting something to eat too. But Rich and Black Restaurant Experience, in short, is a celebratory week, and we are dedicated to supporting our Black-owned restaurants and promoting um, our growing culinary scene here. Excellent. So it's geared towards like so let's go back let's go back to you're a co-founder how did the idea come about and 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 how did you really get it off the ground end of our cynthia daniels in memphis tennessee had kicked it off down there and it was really um popular to highlight the the red the black owned restaurants as well as like the food trucks and food truck food carts and she was looking to expand the movement out throughout the nation, and um, and so reached out to Mimi. You know, our my other co- our other co-founder. Right now, <laughs> there, we yeah. had to be very clear. There are two, at least two, two Mimis, Mimis involved in this. But for That's right. for case in point, we're calling you Amy and uh, Mimi Bowen. Is it Mimi? Yes. Okay. Yep. It will talk. We'll call Shamika Mimi. If, right. if, yeah. For this. So. Um, so yeah, so she reached out. Uh, they they knew each other from the YP Young Professionals Urban League, and um, and then you know of course I did Black RVA, and the first restaurant we went to just to see if if Richmond would even support this was Mama J's, and at the time Kelly was the GM of Mama J's, and she was the first one to say, not only are we in, like I want to be a part of this. I'm already working on this other thing, you know. We all know now as heart and soul. Um, so she kind of had come up with her own concepts, and we were like, we can join forces and really make this happen. So we that, that's exactly what we did. We were actually a part of a larger group of 10 cities that did it originally. Oh, wow. But we did so well, and we excelled so well that we um, we actually had more participation than any of the cities combined, like all of the other cities combined. And so Cynthia was like, you know what, you guys, y'all have it. Like, 
you guys can do your own thing because Richmond is like so down to support their local restaurants because here in Richmond, you know, we're loyal to local. And so she was like, you guys take it and run with it. And, and, and there you have it. Three years later, here we are. So three years later, how many participating restaurants are there? And is it all just within the kind of city limits or does it go beyond that? So we did city limits and then um, and then surrounding counties. So we actually have a few restaurants that are in Henrico, some that are in Chesterfield, and then the remaining that are in the city limits of Richmond. But uh, we found that that's kind of cool because sometimes when folks get off of work, they head on out to Henrico. They don't necessarily want to venture back into the city for dinner. So it's kind of cool to have some options where they can stay close to home and still be able to support. That is absolutely fantastic. And let's just go back to the very beginning of this week, which was Sunday. You kicked yes. it off in a spectacular way with Mobile Mobile Soul Sunday, was it told? Mobile Mobile Soul Sunday. But so was, you're getting that soul in a mobile mobile form, um, which means food trucks and food carts. And uh, the first year that we did it, it was all about the brick and mortar restaurants. And I remember our food truck operator saying, but what, are you, what about us? You're going right. to do something to highlight us. And so we was like, you know what? Let's come up with the concept. And Mobile Soul Sunday was it. And so, yes, on Sunday, we shut down Whole Street. And um, from 12 to 5, we had over 3,000 people come out and, and support our food truck operators and food car operators. Some of the best food. I mean, it was so good. That whole area was just smelling good. But it wasn't. The, the cool part about it for me, and I was actually... Like watching online and following the hashtag very closely, was that it wasn't just about the food carts. I mean, it looked there was a stage, there was performances, there was Zumba. It looked like, you know, the coolest family reunion that I've ever seen. Was that your intent? Yes. Yeah, so you know our tagline is where culture meets cuisine, right? That's part of yeah. That's so great where culture branding. meets cuisine. So we have. Say again. That's great branding. We're culture, right? So we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to bridge that together. So we had a bunch of local performers, from dancers to um, to uh, some singers. We had um, some cool DJs. I mean, we had a lot of our local business owners that stepped outside of their um, businesses to vend with us too. They were like, "Oh my gosh!" Just the entertainment alone was amazing. So it was, it was, it was great having that there. Um, and then the, the good thing, too, is we left that neighborhood better than when we got there. I mean, we, we, we were after it was over an hour later, we were out there picking up trash. I'm talking about whole street corridor has never looked so good. That's funny. So y you've talked about the success and the voice you're hearing is Amy Wentz. She is a co-founder of what is going on right now. It is the 2019 Richmond Black Restaurant Experience. We're here on the Cheats Movement on WRIR. Gigi Broadway is over there, right? She, she's with us. She's been listening in, but she, she, she's like, look, she, she's just enthralled to hear you tell the story. What I Yay. do, what I do want to ask, um, mm -hmm. because we do hear this. I mean, we're in March now. We just got out of Black History Month. You talked a little bit about the the origin story of how you got this together. Let me ask you this, Amy: Why is this important? Right? We're, we're, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about the why in regards to uh, building up black restaurants in the Richmond, Central Virginia, like surrounding areas. But why was this necessary for a mission? Okay, so yeah, let's let's talk. Let's get into. Let's that get into bit. it. Let's get into it. <laughs> so um, there, we 
in Richmond, we have some amazing dining experiences that are happening all in different seasons, put exploding, on by different folks. Exploding restaurants. Exploding. Season. Great and great events. I mean, I do, I go to them all. I go to Fire, Flower, and Fork, Richmond Restaurant Week. I mean, we have some amazing events that feature a lot of awesome restaurants. And um, a lot of times our restaurants don't necessarily fit into certain categories. So you got Richmond Restaurant Week. That's more for, like for fine dining. Um, but we have restaurants that we could have walk-ups, you know, little juke joints. We can have, you know, also fine dining experiences, a little Southern flair. There's just so many restaurants that make up who we are that we felt that we needed to have an experience that, that really promotes that and shows folks how we um, contribute to the dining scene here in Richmond. So it's not about being divisive. I know, you know, a lot of times when the news comes out and, and starts to promote us, there's a lot of comments under there about how, you know, you guys having your own week that's divisive. But, you know, a lot of times we remind folks that we have so much going on here. We do the Greek festival, the Italian festival. We do Latin restaurant week. I mean, we have so many things going on that we're just adding our space to the mix and um and we are we are inclusive we invite everybody to come and taste these flavors we want everybody to come on out and people do i mean we have a lot of support from all walks of life and that's what that's what's really important but just also historically um you know things you know just over the years just weren't fair when it came to you know lending practices when it came to lending uh you know business owners uh, money for to create an open restaurant um, and so we're kind of playing catch up there in a lot of areas. And so this is just another effort to just highlight us just to say, hey, look, we're here. We're supporting you. We understand and we appreciate the, you know, the contribution that you make to the city's dining scene. I, and, and, and I think intention and appreciation is important. You, you mentioned the Greek festival or you mentioned restaurant week or even taco week. Yeah, Richmond has a week for just about everything. Bacon week, mm -hmm. you know. And so what? what it's everyone knows that the restaurant industry is notoriously hard you know yeah. to, to to maintain to get awareness out and one of the things about richmond one of the things why i appreciate this week so much is just looking at the list of participating restaurants there are so many that i've never visited period yeah and it's like right. you know you're, you're just not aware of everything you really richmond's growing so much it's it's very hard to be aware of everything and so when you are saying hey look this is this is this black restaurant experience. These are the participating restaurants. You can get deals. You can go see shows that you may not have been able to see before. That type of intention and appreciation, which again, comes with nothing at all divisive about it. It's really about uh, you know lifting up Richmond overall as a culture and having everyone appreciate this. It seems like uh, just a wonderful opportunity, if nothing else. That's that is correct. And at the end of the day, we just aim to counter that economic disparity within our business community. And then we want to create fun and interactive solutions that engage the customers, <laughs> excite the customers, ignite the customers. And, and, and I mean, people are really loving this thing. I mean, if you look at that hashtag, you see folks, they're excited um, about their food and then the experiences. So let me just get into that a little bit. Not Let's only are are the restaurants, so we have 29 restaurants that are participating throughout the week, and um, and they some of them are offering are offering specials and different experiences throughout their restaurants. I think like tomorrow we have Stay La Vin, which is the wine bar. They're gonna have a like a wine pairing tasting experience. You can come there, get you some free tastings, and they'll have the legacy band there. So again, where culture meets cuisine, um, and then 
at the very end of the week, we have uh, another one of our signature events called Stick a Fork in It. And that is where we highlight all of our black chefs and our catering companies. And that's an indoor event. And it is happening at the Arthur Ashe Center on the Arthur Ashe Boulevard. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Very <laughs> and there's nice. A reason, there's a reason why we pick the specific places that we pick that's to it. have our events at. And that's going to be awesome because... Um, there are a lot of great uh, chefs that are working in um, non-minority-owned restaurants, right? Um, but we want to highlight them, too. So I don't know if you've heard of the Chef Mike Lindsay of the Eat Group, but oh, he's wow. going to be, right, he's going to be actually one of our chefs who's going to be doing our demos. We have Chef Charles. We also have Chris, Chef Chris from Corporate Spot Restaurants, the Eggleston family. I mean, that is that is just history right there. Going to be showing us how to do things on the main stage. So that's going to be really awesome. And then we have a new event this year called um, Art for the Soul. And that's where we have a 30 black art visual artists that are going to be showcasing their visual work. And you're able to come in, eat some food from some food trucks, get some cool, um, get some cool art if that's your thing, if that's what you want to do. And just watch them showcase their art. So we're, we, it's a lot going on, man. And so get. one of the things that you're extremely proud of, and uh, we got to talk about this before we get you out of here, is the partnership that you guys have made this year uh, with your nonprofit partners. Could you explain a little bit about that? Yes. So our first two years, we partnered with uh, Renew Richmond that's doing some, making some great strides with community gardens here in Richmond. Um, but this year, we selected the Food Justice Corridor, which is doing a lot of work. Uh, with the Mary G. Brown Transition Center, and they, um, they're they doing so much in um, community-based efforts to address the needs of like returning citizens and also um, addressing health and economic e inequity. And we, we have a lot of that. It's so crazy for this city to be such a foodie town and we're, you know, we're on the map for our dining scene. We still have areas in our, you know, in our city that don't have access to healthy foods. So um, by partnering with them, we're able to not only provide this experience to support our owners, but now we're also able to aid the organizations that are, are working towards, you know, addressing these insecurities. That is fantastic. And what a timely and important partnership um, because, you know, access i think it's one of those things now the awareness about food deserts and food access especially in urban cores has really started to get more awareness like you know what i mean you're starting to hear more about that problem but it is one of those things where if you don't see it firsthand i don't think you can really imagine what it means does that make sense like I think, I think people now they you know because of you know TED talks and different nonprofits and different people giving speeches, people kind of kind of conceptually understand what a food desert is, but they don't really think. Even if you talk to people in parts of Richmond, they'll be like, "Well, we don't have food deserts in Richmond." They're thinking third world countries. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So it's right. it's really important. Amy, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Let me just make sure we get all the rundown. It is March 3rd through the 10th, 2019. It is Richmond Black Restaurant Experience. And not to be confused with Richmond Black Restaurant Week. We just talked about this off the air. But really quickly, it was, the, the breakdown yeah. is somebody trademarked Richmond Black, Black Restaurant yeah, Week. So it was, yeah, so somebody in Texas trademarked actually just the words Black Restaurant Week. Which is crazy. And, and we and we, like trademarking so we, had, black history we, we totally had the name before we trademarked they trademarked it so it was 
we could have used it, but we were like, you know what? We we're still shining regardless, so it's all it's good. Like, we we branched off and did our own thing. So it's like that story you know, when you hear you hear people that's like, oh, you might you might be famous. Let me buy up all your domains so you have to buy right. from us. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. But you know what? One thing I do need to mention because sure. I don't want to. I don't want to act like it's just all about us. We we have some amazing sponsors, and that's how we're able to make all this happen. So I'm gonna run those down. Go ahead. And it's um, Domin- Dominion Energy, Hutton, um, Andrews Curse, the market at 25th okay which is helping to address those insecurities as well over in church church hill sona bank and brown distributing um and radio one here in richmond so we are definitely thankful for them to um they have they have been very good partners with us to make all this stuff happen and so and i'm looking at it the hashtags again uh you can hashtag just about anything richmond black restaurant experience yeah uh rbre19 is another hashtag yeah hashtag you, culture me cuisine is a hashtag right so you hashtag- can look the number mm-hmm. of participating restaurants is staggering. Mm-hmm. It is staggering. Yep. It is awesome. And you may, you know, this week is a great week, just like as I mentioned before, for just awareness. If you look at the list and see a couple of restaurants that you've never been to before, make sure you go check them out. It, it's a fantastic, fantastic week, a fantastic event. Where can everybody kind of follow everything, Amy? Yes, you can also go to our website, vablackrestaurantexperience.com, uh, and we list all the websites there, all the um, the restaurants. And can you please get Gigi some food? I'm going to need y'all to get her We're going to get food, Gigi please. some food. They said, please get Gigi some food. <laughs> Lady Gigi's over here. We're going to get her. Gigi, I will tell you this, full disclosure, and we're still going to try to do this, some IG lives or something, but Gigi wants to do a whole bunch of short video, some short videos from different places for the week that she wants to visit. So we're going to try to work on some of that stuff. And uh, hopefully you'll be, if you follow the hashtag, you follow obviously anyone involved. And even if you follow the cheats movement, you'll be able to see some of the things that we posted. I made my first trip to the urban hang suite at lunch today for, mm. for the experience. And I will tell you why it's, you'd mentioned it before, but uh, you know, Kelly lemon, everybody in Richmond knows, but if you're not in Richmond and you're listening to this, this radio show or this podcast, Kelly Lemon uh, is, Amy mentioned her a little bit previously at the beginning, was one of the first people to say, not only are we going to help, we're going to be a part of it. It's come full circle. And not yes. only has she gone from being a general manager at Mama J's, she's got her own establishment now, the Urban Hang Suite. And that's Hanks what it's about. And that is so about. exciting. And it was yes, so fun to visit there today and, and see her. And so, Amy, we're going to get you out of here because I know you're busy. Thank yep. you so much. We're going to follow along, and we want the most success for this week and beyond. Uh, little Birdie told me, look, <laughs> well, uh, I'm not gonna, look, I'm not going to try to get in trouble. But a little Birdie told me, make sure that not only are you following Amy Wentz for all of this stuff this week, but keep following her because she's doing amazing things in the community. And she may have announcements sooner or later, so we'll see. Ha- hashtag in the eight. <laughs> I'm so excited for you, Amy. Love you, sis. Yes. I will talk to you All soon. Right. Love you, too. Talk to you later, Cheats. Thanks. And we will be back with the Cheats movement on WRIR right after this. So, another quick uh, another quick announcement, GG Broadway, that I'd like to, say, like to share. Because you are probably too humble to do so. But the Cheats movement also... <laughs> the Cheats movement is completely wrapped up in this as well. Friday night, this Friday night, oh, March 8th, it's in the dark room at the Hoff. We will be there. Gigi Broadway will be co-hosting the night with Cole Hicks. 
It is our good friends, Noah O, DJ Mintos. They are Analog Suspects. The show is Friday night, their album release show for Transmission 001. Album just came out. It's going to be an amazing night. Hosted by, presented by the Cheats Movement. Hosted by Gigi Broadway, Cole Hicks, DJed by Hip Hop Henry. Headlined by Analog Suspects, which is Noah Owen, DJ Mentos. Also performing Jay Slim, Santana Brothers out of New York, Cadillac Cat out of Richmond. It is going to be a very, very fun night. I can't wait. Don't let any weather reports scare you. <laughs> Don't let any weather reports scare you. Make Please sure don't. you come out. It's going to be a fun Friday night. The whole Cheats movement, family, Noah, oh, oh, a lot of folks will be there. And it's bigger. I, I say this because I think people are not necessarily aware of our rich, independent hip-hop scene. If you've never been to a hip-hop show, this is one to go to in Richmond. It's bigger than you would think in regards to your traditional hip-hop show. The Hoffheimer is a wonderful host for us in the dark room, so make sure you check it out. It's this Friday, March 8th, Analog Suspects. Gigi Broadway, what do you think? Oh, what a night. I cannot wait. It's going to be a great, great night. And speaking of, let's just jump right back into... We see it or we don't see it as we close out this episode for us. I am really excited about something that is happening in Virginia. It's not necessarily happening in Richmond, but it's happening in Virginia. Pharrell Williams, super producer, Pharrell of Neptune's fame. He's, I mean, he has just announced what could be, I, I think he's clearly, GG has to be the biggest kind of music festival in the Commonwealth of Virginia, right? Ever. This lineup is insane. I mean, it is really, really amazing what he is announcing for April. It is called Something in the Water. It's April 26th, 27th, 28th in Pharrell's hometown of Virginia Beach. Can I give you some names, Gigi Broadway? Please. Can I give you one of the biggest names outside of Pharrell? Pharrell is one of the biggest names in the in Commonwealth music, right? In Virginia exactly. music. The other biggest name I've got to give you is Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott performing live, Something in the Water. Another big Virginia name. You ready? Push your T. Oh, my God. Push your T is performing live. That's all I need right there. But it keeps going. So there's Migos. There's SZA. There's Janelle Monet. There's Jay Blavin. There's Lil Uzi Vert. There's the Dave Matthews Band. Are you kidding me? Come on now. So Dave Matthews Band, another Virginia-based band. I know, like, another Virginia-based band that is major. Uh, and it just keeps going, man. Anderson Pop, Jaden Smith. Uh, Janae Aiko, mm. Dram, another Virginia artist in there. You know D'Angelo gonna have to show up. He's not on the list. <laughs> Fer- Here's the thing. Pharrell and Friends, the and Friends, leaves you a lot to think about. Exactly. But I think you gotta have D'Angelo somewhere on the list. You would think so. You know you gotta probably call up the homie skills. You probably have. I'm just, I'm just, just throwing things. Because it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And I mean, for... Anyone that knows how, like, an ordeal these festivals and these big things are, I believe it's such a blessing for Virginia. It's a blessing for Virginia Beach. They are really celebrating. Uh, I mean, it's just celebrating great music, but it's, you know, Pharrell has got the power and the influence to do it right in his hometown. That's amazing. What are your thoughts? It's gigantic. The lineup is 
I mean, I've never seen a lot of this. Deepak Chopra, you just. You, you Virgil Abloh is listed as well. <laughs> I don't know if he makes any music. When Virgil Abloh is listed. It, it just, it's incredible. I can, this is like one of the biggest things to hit Virginia in a minute. I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Time to close out this show. But before we do, I do want to pull your coattails to one very cool, very new thing. My good friends over at Venture Richmond have a brand new website. You need to check it out. The website helps you learn more about how to explore, work, and live in downtown Richmond. They have a brand new interactive downtown map. They have a new curated blog, online purchasing for Riverfront Canal cruise tickets, and all of the information you'll ever want to know about Friday Cheers. It is all on the new Venture Richmond website, VentureRichmond.com. Shout out to the wonderful team over there. Lisa's over there. Anidra's over there. Steven, Mavis. I mean, just a whole bunch of wonderful people are over at Venture Richmond. And they're doing some really great things for the city. Just make sure you check out their brand new website. Super interactive. Super cool. Uh, I mean, there's no more I can say about that. Just We definitely see it. Shout out to Venture. Make sure you're checking them out. Um, GG Broadway. Yep. Time to close the show. Any music picks? Let's do it. Let's hit them with a selection from the Analog Suspects, man. Analog Suspects. No ODJ Mentos. The show is Friday. We've already mentioned it. But the show is Friday. Come on out. We want to we see you. We want to party with you. Any thoughts? Rain, sleet, hell, snow. Don't let it bother you. Come to the show. Get your whole entire life. Get your musical preference selections. Get 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 the good vibes. Get the networking. Get the good energy, man. We want to see you. We see it. Come see us. And make sure you bring Gigi Broadway some food. Please. Make sure you bring her some food from Black Restaurant Experience. That's right. Let's dine together. All right. Until next time, Richmond, as always. We see it.